The presidential motorcade had just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. Headline, Avenatti. I have evidence that Kavanaugh ran a gang rape ring. This is from Hot Air. This is from Ed Morrissey from Hot Air. Is this credible? Hey, would a man who turned a porn star who reneged on a payoff into a paragon of civic virtue lie? Michael Avenatti publicly accused Brett Kavanaugh of running child care centers in the 1980s where satanic abuse took place. Oh, wait, wrong social panic. This one's almost as ridiculous, though. Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh faced a storm of new sexual misconduct allegations after attorney and hopeful presidential candidate Michael Avenatti said he had knowledge that Kavanaugh and his high school friend Mark Judge targeted women with drugs and alcohol in order to allow a train of men to subsequently gang rape them. In Avenatti's email, he screenshot, well, a screenshot of what he posted to Twitter. The lawyer said, told Davis that he had significant evidence of multiple house parties in Washington, D.C. back in 1980, where Kavanaugh, Judge, and others would participate in the targeting of women with drugs and alcohol. Avenatti included a list of questions for Senate investigators to ask Kavanaugh, including, did you ever attend any house party during which a woman was gang raped or used for sex by multiple men? (laughs) Unbelievable. And Avenatti, he had a little tweet of his own, which was pretty interesting. He basically said, Brett Kavanaugh must also be asked about this entry in his yearbook. Fourth of July, there's like six F's there. We believe this stands for find them, French them, feel them, finger them, blank them, forget them, as well as the term devil's triangle. Perhaps Grassley can ask him. Hashtag Basta. Michael Avenatti, he was going to break the case open wide with this new accusation. A new accusation so damning that the entire world was learning about trains in the 80s and, you know, gang rape by frat boys, of which Kavanaugh must have been a part of. Only Avenatti seems to have been punked. 4chan got him. Now, it hasn't been confirmed if it's true or not, but it has a lot of the markings of what 4chan does. I kid you not. So this guy is out there. I mean, the allegations, think about where the allegations started. The allegations started with, you know, Ford saying Kavanaugh held her down, inappropriately touched her, and that was about it. And then Avenatti shows up on the scene like the male Gloria Allred. He should just be called that. In fact, I first want to see him marching down the street with a pink prophylactic on his bald head because, you know, he's all a part of the resistance. But I also would like to see him change his moniker from presidential hopeful Michael Avenatti to Michael Gloria Allred Avenatti, because that's what he's become. He is the male Gloria Allred. And so he's out there talking about 
yearbooks like Roy Moore had, where you know, questionable yearbooks, and he's talking about he upped the level of disgust to this entire story by adding in trains and and drugs and alcohol and and sex parties and guess what it was all a lie listen to how he got burned on this one this is from somebody on 4chan who claims to have punked him it said how to f with a porn lawyer first have stripper girlfriend give him a call on her burner phone she tells him that she's 51 years old an alumni of the school of Holloman Arms School, and that Brett Kavanaugh and his buddy Mark Judge ran a train on her, tells him that she knows all the secret codes, the find them, fingle them that we just talked about, and Devil's Triangle, which is a three-way uh, event. <laughs> I can't even read what that entails, but Devil's Triangle is pretty bad in a sexual manner. She has him call my burner cell phone, I'm a classmate of Judge Kavanaugh to confirm in my creepiest deep throat voice. I confirm it all. Can hear Avenatti's wheels spinning. He's thinking he's broken the story of the year. Calls girlfriend 10 times. Wants her to tell her story on Anderson Cooper 360. She cries that she cannot be around men. He then begs her to do a one-on-one special with Poppy and Harlow. She would... She would, but her car just broke down and the rent is uh, due and she can't miss work. So then he offers her 20000 Cries she can't. She'll lose her job. 20000 isn't enough. He ups it to 75000 and much more after the GoFundMe scam. She'll be a national hero. She agrees. Claims the money will be ready and wired in two hours. Right over to her. Right after she signs CNN exclusive. She agrees. The phone doesn't stop ringing. She tells me that she's bored and scared and wants to stop. Okay, we've had enough of this fun with this, with this jerk. We break our burner phones. Avenatti disables his Twitter account. And right now, his Twitter account is, all, is protected. <laughs> Epic levels of trolling. I love it. This is what makes 2018 so much better of a year than 2017, which somehow topped 2016 for just insane stupidity and craziness. I mean, it's unbelievable. And so now we're hearing, so now that he has basically destroyed his side of the argument, we're hearing stuff about some of the other accusers that are popping up. You know, that Grassley allowed time for them to put into motion. The new, uh, this is from Paul Sperry. He posted, the new Kavanaugh accuser, Debbie Ramirez, helps a left-wing social justice nonprofit in Boulder, Colorado, that believes that violence against women is systemic and that women are in a, an oppressed group. Also believes that heterosexism is an act of violence. I mean, these are, these are the crazy people that also attended this MythCon uh, event that I'm going to talk about later in the show. And, you know, they're all this postmodernism, you know, intersectionality, gender fluid, cisgender, two spirit, uh, pansexual, whatever. And they, I mean, they've somehow assumed the role of the moral majority. They're out there talking about, you know, oh, they're frat boys and they're underage drinking back in uh, 1982. But, you know, let's not forget age of drinking in 1982 in Maryland in Bethesda, where the school is located was 18 until later that year when it was raised to 21 with the grandfather clause. But you know, no worries, no, no sense of, uh, 
uh, of nuance or, uh, you know, let's not look into the details. These are the same douchebags who hang out at DuPont Circle, drinking themselves into blind stupors at 9 a.m. with throwback drinks like Manhattan's when Gorsuch was being confirmed. And they're also condemning frat boy drinking culture. You know, so the left, they're out there. They want investigations by federal law enforcement with no jurisdiction into a matter that has baseless, shady uh, foundations of allegations. And it's beyond the statute of limitations, which would allude to the fact that it was a misdemeanor and not a felony rape uh, charge, which doesn't expire. There aren't any police charges filed. The school isn't even going back to look at it. And Ms. Ford didn't even want to attend the hearings that happened because she was too afraid to fly. Never mind the fact that she was being cited as being on the vacation, being on vacation on the East Coast. And during the end of the weekend, two days after her vacation, she'll be back in California. So, you know, you can't really have a National Lampoon's vacation cross-country drive in two days. Doesn't work. Even when skipping the world's largest ball of twine museum, you can't make that happen. So she had to be flying. And if they had to pull an A-team, you know, sneak up to Ms. Ford and tranquilize her like B.A. Baracus to stuff her on a plane back to Palo Alto. They can get her to the hearings. She sets the demands. She dictated what was going to go down, and she forced the hearings to move. She then started putting other specifications on there. Oh, well, you know, Mitch McConnell should apologize because he destroyed my credibility on the floor of the Senate. You don't get to make these rules. Why do we always acquiesce when the left makes demands. They don't consider us at all when they're in control. They ram through the most economically damning and wildly unpopular legislation without even reading it at all. Tell us it's settled law. Nothing you can do about it. Obamacare, you know, Roe v. Wade, settled law, but never mind Heller and, and the Second Amendment. Yeah, we can tweak those. So in my mind, you know, I, I guess the theory that Chuck Grassley has on, on acquiescing to this is it's a possible theory. Let them hang themselves. It's the old rule, you know, if a fool jumps up on stage while you're performing, you get out of the way and let him rip. The, the poop show will be televised. If Grassley is confident enough in te- uh, Kavanaugh's testimony, maybe he's allowing these fools to put themselves on parade. I mean, McConnell's going to weigh in. He's going to take his leadership leverage and press down on some of the undecided votes or the ones that are on the fence, but they're out there saying that they may vote against. He's going to make sure, oh, you're not going to have the power you think you have in the Senate, you better vote. The left is going to elevate their, we love Hamas, MS-13's great, screw our borders, vagina skull caps knitted by Aunt Eunice parades, march on, menstrual blood in the front of our pants is a protest at the patriarchy, scream at administration officials while dining out. That kind of insanity like they did to Ted Cruz. So, I mean, we get these stupid things about a yearbook, you know, well, Mike Judge, I thought this, uh, Mark Judge, actually, <laughs> all this time I thought they were talking about the creator of Beavis and Butthead. Uh, they made it seem like he was signing this yearbook saying, hey, can I be the conductor of this train? I'm really f- freaking tired of being the caboose. Raise hell over the summer. And that's what's happening. These guys are out there getting trolled and the, the allegations that they're levying on Kavanaugh are baseless and unfounded. Nobody can find the truth, but nobody's even wanting to ask for the truth. Nobody even cares about the truth. And now they'll just set up GoFundMe accounts. She's got one, 400000 and, and Peter Strzok's got one for 500000 And it's a bastardization of that platform. But we're going to get into a little bit more of what's going on on this in just a moment. 
This is Adrian Slade. Joining the program right now is Michael from conservativelibrary.com. What's going on, Michael? Hey, Adrian. How you been, brother? I've been doing great. What do you think about this whole circus? Avenatti got trolled by 4chan. Trolled. It turns out that the proof of Kavanaugh uh, selling gangbangs to college and high school kids was actually 4chan gangbanging Avenatti. (laughs) Beautiful way to put it. That's what I think. It's unbelievable how, I mean, like I said earlier, he took it to a whole nother level. Everything about the uh, story with Kavanaugh, with the, you know, with Ford, Dr. Ford, it was like, oh, well, he held me down and he was inappropriate and that was it. He brought it to this (laughs) depraved level because of all the garbage he was being fed. It was unbelievable. And now they're on MSNBC talking about running trains. I don't even know. Well, a credible accusation that he was trolled has been made. (laughs) And it stands to reason that it's true until he disproves it. Credible allegations, you know. Credible accuser. (laughs) We, We must listen to the accuser. And we definitely have to listen if like 800 journalists with blue check marks on Twitter all say credible, credibly accused. Well, the thing is, we must believe the women, right? The women must be believed unless it's a conservative woman or the wife of the accused or the best friend of the accuser because she turned out not to support what the accuser said. Oh, yeah. We believe survivors except for Keith Ellison's survivor. Girlfriend. Yeah. Right. Or anyone who disputes our survivors. Yeah, and I was talking about that earlier about, you know, with Bill Clinton. It was, oh, it's just sex. You guys, perv Ken Starr, you all obsessed with sex. Um, They let that go. So I'm wondering, how did Ford go to school in Hawaii? Because she doesn't fly. Yeah, I know. She, she took trips to Hawaii, didn't she? I believe so. I'm guessing she probably, well, you know, she is a social justice warrior. So what she probably did is when she was helping the Cuban refugees off of their rafts, she borrowed one and paddled it down around South America, back up to the east, the West Coast, where she reprovisioned some supplies, and then over to Hawaii. And see, I was thinking she was going to get some sort of Crockett and Tubbs Miami Vice, you know, sporting boat with that. GoFundMe page of 405,000. Yeah, I think she's got 443,000 last time I checked. And that is the that is the left's new mechanism. It, they're rewarding yeah, yeah. everybody with GoFundMe pages. I mean, Peter Strzok, what, he had 500,000. You have uh, the girl that Project Veritas uncovered, the State, De- yeah, State Department official. She gets canned, and next thing you know, they got a GoFundMe set up for her. And it's it's disgusting to me because you know I had my I lost my sister in law to cancer, but we raised money on GoFundMe back when it started as a platform. Now it's just a way that they reward their progressive foot soldiers. If you recall, I believe it was a couple of years ago, there was someone who was I I, I want to think it was a cop, but I can't remember to be honest, and. He was being um, accused of doing something. I think it was a cop who was accused of attacking a minority or something. And he started GoFundMe, and GoFundMe removed the account because they said, you can't raise money to defend yourself. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the thing that kills me about this whole thing 
is, you know, when you look at, say, uh, you know, I mean, just think about the people that are on GoFundMe. People are looking for money to raise for medical expenses and all these dire needs. You know, my thing is, if you want to go out there and be a political operative, if you want to fund that, go start a Kickstarter campaign to overthrow the Republic of the United States. Don't do it on GoFundMe, okay? I, I agree, but we have to remember big tech, yeah, media, social media. Oh, um, they were all together. Yeah, one cabal. Yeah, they were all together just this week. They were out there with this register to vote campaign. I, every time I logged on something on social media, Twitter had it, Google had it on its front page, then you had Facebook had it, and they're making it the streamline to register. HBO comes up with a promoted tweet about, hey, if you like this tweet and retweet it, we will send you a link on how to register to vote. And it's got all your your typical leftist actors and actresses all sitting there with this this montage video just saying listening, you know, because you know what that means. They're not doing this because they're just trying to engage civic activity across the board. This is a leftist move. This is the media matters pushing the tech world to try to create a blue wave you know on a slightly different topic i have to say that my wife showed me something last night and made me smile what's that I, of course um you, you and i both we were very much for um for Cruz in the primaries but we're both amazingly happy with what trump is doing that's right and she showed me a meme and it said trump is such an amazingly good president that all the Democrats who promised to leave if he got elected ended up staying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, that's the one thing I love that Dan Bongino always says. You know what? You actually, you actually receive a benefit from our ideology. Like you benefit from conservatism, even if you're a leftist. <laughs> that's right, because we believe in equality. Yeah, and the and the you know the things we believe in, the policies we embrace they they help everybody they're not targeted just oh it's just going to help the the right we they everyone benefits tax cuts down the line deregulation and yet you have these people on the left that will actually get angry if you say why do you want to reverse the tax cuts when you yourself are benefiting and they'll get mad and they'll say, well, because the rich are benefiting. Well, that's because, the, you know, the state is their church. First, uh, First National Church of Gov, their taxes are their tithe to it. it. It makes no sense that they are, they know they can't argue on facts. And yet they choose a position that they know they can't defend. Yeah. A complete vacuum of integrity is beyond comprehension to me. It will always be beyond comprehension. I had an aunt, God rest her soul. She was as hardcore leftist as they came. And I'd want to speak to her and like, you know, uh, she'd say something. I'd say, I, I love you, Aunt Carolyn, but that's actually not what was said. Let, let me tell you the truth or here's the, the actual fact or whatever. I would try to correct it. She'd get mad. I don't want to talk about it. No, I don't want to hear it. I believe what I believe. So she knew she was wrong and chose not to hear the truth. So she could continue to believe what she believed based on what she knew was wrong. Yeah. That is a very sad state of affairs. It is very sad to live life that way. It really is. I mean, I know for myself, I kind of try to keep an objective, open mind. You know, if, if I'm wrong on something, 
I'll correct it. But I'm not going to sit there and blindly take a position without being 100% confident in why I'm taking that position and not listen to any counter argument. And typically, if I get counter argument, I'm able to destroy the counter argument because I've got my policies based on what is true about freedom and liberty. I'm willing to bet you a steak dinner next time I see you. <laughs> it's going to be at the four, Sizzler because because <laughs> I ain't rolling like that. <laughs> I'm that Ford does not show up and testify because I don't think she wants to go under oath. Yeah, I think and now the attorney, the lawyer that they chose to question her, a female and she's very uh astute in sexual harassment and and that kind of uh that field. So how do they, I mean, do you think it's what I'm thinking where Grassley is, is doing this just so that they make themselves uh, giant asses on the world stage and then the blue wave gets destroyed completely? At this point, I have to believe Grassley knows what he's doing and he's trolling them a bit. That's what I, I hope. Just look, look what happened to Avenatti. Trolls are out yeah. there. <laughs> did, you hear, did you hear Schumer today? A little where, bit. So Schumer said... And I just caught a clip of it that he said that apparently the Republicans are afraid of uh, asking questions directly to Ford. So they had to hire an attorney to do it for them. And yet he conveniently forgets that Ford said she wouldn't let them ask her any questions. Wow, that's crazy. Hey, um, I got to jump off here. I always love having you on the program. We'll see you next time. All right, Mike. Take care, Adrian. That's Mike from conservativelibrary.com, head librarian from conservativelibrary.com. Go check out their website. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Adrian Slade. The Adrian Slade Broadcast. Welcome back. Now, Avenatti is now doubling down, and he has released a name under a sworn uh, statement basically saying this lady who could be a 4chan hack job could be, could have been epic trolling by the 4chan people i mean the jury's still out so you know i kind of thought it was pretty funny when i was reading it and it seems to me it seems pretty credible on its surface value but you know benefit of the doubt we'll put it out there but he's doubling down and saying that this lady julie swetnick has written a sworn affidavit released by Avenatti, and he went on to say, Below is my correspondence to Mr. Davis of uh, moments ago. Together with a sworn declaration of my client, we demand an immediate FBI investigation into the allegations. Under no circumstances should Brett Kavanaugh be confirmed absent a full and complete investigation. And she's saying that she was around those uh, incidents in the 90s. But Come on, first off, the FBI, quit with the FBI investigation garbage. It's not a federal offense. But it's just, this is all a part of the circus for the midterms. And it's getting fever pitched out there. I mean, what we're dealing with, with the, uh, the left, they're losing their mind. I mean, look at what they did to Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz and his wife, Heidi, are going out to dinner. You know, they're heading out to this Italian restaurant in D.C. And they want to go, wow, it's, it's like $100 a plate. Well, really? I mean, come on, who can't, but anyways, so they go out and they just want to have a little meal and then they're bombarded with this. We believe survivors. We believe survivors. 
We believe survivors. We believe survivors. We believe survivors. Beto is way hotter than you do. We believe survivors. We believe survivors. We believe survivors. God bless you, Kelly. Let my wife through. We believe survivors. 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 than you dude hey bro beta's hotter i mean come on man but it's amazing to me that they were organized that quickly to make it down to the restaurant either they knew he had reservations or they just they're that in tune with each other through uh social media apps maybe slack or some you know messaging app to where they can get out the drive quickly everything is a concerted effort and what they failed to mention was the fact that ted cruz and his wife came back they came back to the restaurant, and then they finished their meal after those idiots were gone. According to Fiola, which was the name of the restaurant, the chef owner, Fabio Trabacchi, who said Ted Cruz and Heidi Cruz returned to the restaurant they were forced out of last night. After the pro protesters left, the Cruises apparently came back in and finished their meal in peace. Now, the official statement goes like this. It says, Last night, protesters entered Fiola with the apparent purpose of confronting one of our guests. Recognizing that there was a potential for escalation, our stellar management team immediately diffused the situation. Per our policy of, uh, for events of this nature, the police were called and the guest escorted to privacy. Our highest priority is always the well-being of our customers. When the situation resolved a few minutes later, our guest returned to thank the staff for their support and to finish their exceptional meal. The FT Group welcomes all patrons and is proud of its reputation, not just of its culinary excellence, but also of creating a welcoming space for all, irrespective of creed, ideology, opinion. Chef Fabio believes politics, like elbows, are best left off the dining room table, and we welcome everyone. So go to Fiola's. Get yourself a meal. But, you know... That, that's what we're dealing with right now. We're dealing with the insanity of the left. We're dealing with the fact that they're completely unhinged and they're ready to go out and just attack conservatives or anybody in the Trump administration or anybody associated with the GOP, wherever they can find them. I mean, that's, you, you have to recognize it. If you don't, you're going to be completely left out. But, you know, it's, it's amazing to me especially when you get into the Ted Cruz race, how he's even dealing with somebody who is this ridiculous as this beta, Beto O'Rourke, Robert O'Rourke. He is the new cultural appropriation czar of the left. You know, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren, the Focahontas, she rode on the coattails of some sort of Native American heritage that she was 116th of, that those from the tribe in which she claims to have a lineage with, have noted that in their ancestry, there's no record of her family. Well, 
Now we've got Beto O'Rourke, this guy, an Irish guy. He used to play in a punk band that sounded like a crappy Green Day. And he also, uh, he's, he got into some mix-ups, let's just say. We'll talk about that in a second. But he is now out there campaigning as he's Hispanic, culturally appropriating the Hispanic vote. His signage goes out and it just says Beta or Beto because Beto is a nickname for anybody named Robert, Roberto, what have you, in Spanish. And in fact, I got into it with somebody online. They said, well, what is Ted Cruz's real name? Because if you're sick of him using a nickname like Beto, what's Ted Cruz's real name? Uh, Rafael. Yeah, that's, that's kind of Hispanic there, guy. But this is what we're dealing with. In fact, Charlotte Clymer, I think she's a, some journalist, blue check mark. She says, I can tell you this much, y'all. Beto O'Rourke has never gotten run out of any restaurant. Of that, I am certain. To which I replied, but Beta is the only one running for Senate who did run across multiple lanes of traffic wasted behind the wheel with a 0.13 blood alcohol content and fled the scene of an accident. Of that, I am certain. I mean, he's out there kicking this name around. You know, he's Beta O'Rourke, me lucky charms, has been furiously rubbing his Rosetta Stone to get that Espanol going. And in fact, he hit up an audience with his little, uh, his depiction of what Donald Trump's wall is and who, who those that want to support the wall, who they're going to be known as. Allow this to stand. If we allow the walls to be built, if we allow those kids to go unreunited with their parents, they will be asking themselves, who were those pendejos of 2018? <laughs> Pendejos, huh? This guy. I mean, if you're voting for this guy in Texas, you've got a real problem. You know, I mean, Mr. DUI, I run my Zima in a hit and run douche canoe, Beto O'Rourke, still pandering to the Hispanic community by jerking the Rosetta Stone Spanish course. He should submit a totally rad Green Day style queso dip recipe for the Mi Madre cookbook. Right, Ms. Warren? Right, Focahontas? You know, she had that powwow chow. A cookbook that she put that crab was it crab cake recipe in? I mean, these people are shameless. I mean, like the Rachel Dolezals and the Sean Kings. You know, they're out there. I'm white. No, you're not. You don't have anybody associated with you. You've got the. It's it's unbelievable how how just fraudulent these idiots are. Now, Beto O'Rourke, yeah, he got a DUI and he says, "Oh well, I didn't get a DUI. I didn't leave the scene of an accident." Well, yeah, you kind of did. And uh, yeah, there's a police report that's available online from Fox News. On the evening of his 26th birthday, O'Rourke crashed into a truck traveling in the same direction at a high speed in a 75 mile per hour zone before crossing the median into opposite lanes of traffic and coming to a stop, a witness told police officers at the time. O'Rourke had a blood alcohol content of 0.136 well above the legal limit of 0.10 at the time, as well as the current level of 0.08. And the actual police report's pretty interesting. I'll read you a little bit so that you can join along in learning more about Beto. On September 27, 1998, the police department was dispatched to I-10 East Mile Marker 2, reference to a motor vehicle accident. They met with the reporter and the driver of the American Medical Ambulance. The reporter said that while he and his partner were traveling eastbound on I-10, they observed a green in-color Volvo pass them at a high rate of speed. 
The vehicle then lost control moments later and struck a truck traveling in the same direction. After the driver defendant struck the truck, it was uh, sent. It was sent that the defendant's vehicle across the center median to into a complete stop facing eastbound. The defendant driver then attempted to leave the scene. The reporter then turned on his overhead lights to report or to warn of oncoming traffic and to try to get the defendant to stop. When the when the police officer made contact with the driver, he asked him if he was hurt and if he needed medical attention. The the defendant was unable to understand or be understood due to slurred speech. The defendant also had glossy eyes and breath that smelled of an alcoholic beverage. Then the uh, police officer asked the driver defendant to step out of the vehicle. Upon doing so, the defendant almost fell to the floor. The The police officer asked the defendant if he had consumed any alcoholic beverages that morning, and he answered yes. So... Obviously, there's a police report that substantiates it. But you know what? The media is not going to be scrutin. The uh, media is not going to provide any scrutiny towards it. Not at all. Listen what the Huffington Post ran just the other day. Beto O'Rourke went to a Whataburger after debating Ted Cruz, air drummed a Who song. Wow, he's cool. I'm, I need to vote for that guy. Boxers are briefs, you know? Likeability has never been Senator Ted Cruz's uh, strong suit, even as Republican colleagues strain to say nice things about his personality. But squaring off in a debate Friday night, Aurora cruised over to a Whataburger outlet in the Dallas area for some grub. And as he navigated through the drive-thru, he blasted Baba O'Reilly by The Who, which he believes may be the best song ever written. That's, that's high-quality journalism right there. Now, did he crash into the drive-thru? <laughs> was his blood alcohol content so high that, you know, he crashed into the drive-thru ordering his Whataburger? Air drumming? I mean, what, what is he, Neil Pert in his car? And they're going, oh, look at him. Look at that fill he just did. Oh, my gosh, was that, was that a sextuplet? Was he doing paradiddles? Holy, the air drumming of this great Hispanic Irish guy. I'm telling you, do not vote for this fraud. If anybody's listening that's from Texas, do not vote for him. And I'm not saying this because I'm a staunch Ted Cruz guy in the primaries, um, because I think Ted Cruz is one of the few people that will stand up and cause a government shutdown for what he believes. And we need more people like that. We can't give up good seats to idiots like this Auroric guy who's culturally appropriating Hispanic culture. By the way, follow me on social media, on Twitter, at RantsOutLoud, also, the official Twitter page, at Adrian Slade Show. You can find me on Gab. You can also find me on MeWe, Convo, Snippy, all at Adrian Slade. You'll get all the updates, and I will keep you up to date on showtimes as well. Back in just a moment. This is Adrian Slade. The Adrian Slade Broadcast. At a part in 30 seconds, an embarrassment needs to be cross-examination, not only of her, but of the new Avenatti uh, 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 allegation. That affidavit is so deeply flawed and so open-ended 
that any good lawyer, any good defense attorney would be able to tear that apart in 30 seconds. It's an embarrassment to the law that anybody would file an affidavit like that filled with hearsay, filled with, well, I was raped, but he didn't rape me. He was there. He saw it. Where was he? There are witnesses. People told me uh, it happened 10 times. I went back. I knew there were rapes going on, but I went back to the party. This is such a deeply flawed affidavit. Well, you would me, expect it from Michael Avenatti. Yeah. And, well, let me ask you about that. Is this affidavit, does it cross some line where there could be professional consequences? There is a bar association that gives out legal licenses. Could they act on that? Well, no, I don't think it reaches that line, but it certainly is an extraordinarily weak affidavit. I'd want to know who drafted it. I'd want to know why they didn't fill in the gaps. If right. there are people who saw this, name them. That's Alan Dershowitz on... Michael Avenatti's new accuser. And see, one of the things you got to realize is I think the reason why there's gaps in the affidavit is simply because that's by design. It's given you a, a way out. I really believe, now I can't confirm about the 4chan thing, but it is funny. But if it did happen, it would make sense. It would make sense that this is plan B. You know, this is the resistance in action. The affidavit didn't even complete it and correctly notarized. But again, this is the resistance in action. And just some real quick inside baseball on the Adrian Slade show, how we create the show. We kind of produce this show throughout the week. And right now we do this because we want it finished closer towards the end of the week, available for subscribers. And then it goes live after it airs on its first airing on Mojo50.com over the weekend. But right now, as I'm recording, the hearings with Dr. Ford on Kavanaugh are happening. They're in progress the most that I hear is the Democrats come in and bail her out every time she seems to get close to veering off course. I mean, one exchange was, you know, the uh, the investigator saying, hey, uh, can you show me where it, maybe where your house was at the time when you were growing up? And she's like, uh, oh, their houses. Um, well, I can put checks on them. The ones I know. Ex no, no, your house. Uh, OK, my, my house or their house. No, your house. And then Dick Durbin jumps in and says, I'm going to introduce a document that shows all of the uh, people that went to school with Dr. Ford who like her a lot. So, yeah, junk like that. That's what we're dealing with. This is the resistance. Smear campaigns, internal subversion, like how low to mid-level bureaucracy employees are slowing down the processes and leaking information like Project Veritas uncovered, you know, because they don't feel as though they'll ever be fired. Maybe this chick who works for the State Department and has security clearances through the DOJ and also the IRS and DA, uh, HHS, who uh, Michael Avenatti has drug up to the scene with this shoddy affidavit. Maybe she is a part of this resistance up there, just, you know, putting herself out there just, to, just far enough before it becomes a legal issue for her. And then what will happen if it does, if she's fired or if, if it does come down that some legal recourse happens, they'll just set up a GoFundMe account, pay her off. We don't even know who's donating to them. Could be Soros. But this is part of the resistance. Storming senators and restaurants like they did Ted Cruz. At least they weren't armed. At least Ted Cruz wasn't out on a baseball field practicing, right, uh, Mr. Scalise? You know, or, or being tackled and beaten from his lawnmower. A Rand? Now, the Antifa group that did that little protest, Smash Racism DC, reiterated its threat to Cruz on Twitter with its declaration. It said, Point one, no, you can't eat in peace. Your politics are an attack on all of us. Your votes 
are the death wish. Your votes are hate crimes. Tonight, Senator Ted Cruz arrived in Fiola, an upscale restaurant mere steps from the White House, to enjoy a hearty Italian dinner. He could have dined on a lavish four-course meal for only $145 million, or $145 while millions of Americans struggle to buy groceries. He might have sampled from the top shelf wine list as a migrant child languishes in cages. It's ridiculous what they do, but they're not, they're, they're going full bore. I mean, listen to this from an Antifa uh, podcast, the guillotine. They took to Twitter to brainstorm what's the best way to organize an arm insurrection. Dr. Bones asked, hey, quick little question for military-minded lefties out there. Should leftists train and organize in an insurgent focus where to uh, where they blend into civilian population for potential attacks or more mili- uh, militia structure focused or holding and maintaining turf? Now, there are global current events from a revolutionary anarchist and communist perspective podcast. So they're willing to go the extra mile. And we have to look at the fact that they're also eating their own. I bring to you what happened Saturday over the weekend, MythCon 2018. Saturday, 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 at the Paps Theater in Milwaukee, MythCon 2018. Witness the atheist event of the year, playing all the favorite hits, intersectionality, science intolerance, gender fluidness, one day only be there for the crap show of the year. MythCom 2018. We'll see you there. Except for God. He's not allowed. Now, MythCon is used to be an atheist convention, but now it's turned into this conglomeration of leftist militancy. And Andy Nyo, he actually live tweeted the event. He said, um, one, one individual who was on the panel calls out for another one entitled Creationist Cat for using right-wing or conservatives as a slur, including, he says, against him personally. Um, Some say leftist skeptics are suddenly aren't skeptics when it comes to sexual assault crimes. Creationist Cat criticizes those who who welcome and embrace Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, other conservative figures. Thank God Roaming Millennial from CRTV was on the panel to be our representation. But he goes on to say, Then Jack Glenn asked creationist Kat why he was so triggered and reached out to her privately when she made a video criticizing the left. Then one person stood up and asked, why is feminism like a religion? So, I think an important thing you guys are missing is you're like, oh, why are you guys talking about the left? Why is the atheist community talking about the left now? I think it's more you guys are talking about feminism and it itself is almost a religion. So it's like, you naturally... Kind of shifted to that well, I, I agree, and I was thinking that in my head, but, you know, it was that we were all against dogma and against religion, and then yeah. when religion creeped into our community, it seemed like half of us were completely blind to that. Another question, the vol- validity of today's racism.
another uh, stress the uh, stereotype of being called an angry black woman. Studied extensively and worked at high levels on, and yet the perception is that I'm angry or that there's claws or whatever when I'm sitting here with my boots crossed, right? I don't think anybody's So I'm responding to his question, his, his, his question was just, do you think everything has to be like so, so much of a fight? And what I'm saying is that, um, White supremacy is so ingrained as an American value that even just calmly talking about the issues is perceived as aggressive or a fight when, in my opinion, it's just talking about the issues um, as it is. So I don't, I don't that, that's how I would respond to that. And then after all this nonsense going back and forth, they're, I mean, they're basically confused. They have no truth to base things on. Somebody calls in a bomb threat and the place was evacuated for a period of time. But... That's the problem. We're dealing with these resistance people that don't, they have no moral grounding. They think that they do. They pretend that they're the moral majority, but they don't have any truth to back things on. They have this nonsense and they speak upon these things and they pontificate as though, you know, they're reasonable. And then when they lose power like they have with government, because government is their God, they freak out and they want to go violent. They want to attack people in restaurants and then they want to destroy people's character by throwing wild allegations at them and destroying their family. What's pretty sickening is the level of you know, subversion they will go to. They will use the power of the government when they're in control of it. If not, they'll just take whatever action they wish to take upon you because they just don't agree with your beliefs in the founding of America. Until we as a nation realize government should not be our God, this is going to continue. We're going to have this happen, and it's never going to be resolved. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. You can listen to us every weekend on Mojo 5 the new platform for libertarian, conservatarian, conservative talk. Also, check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Spotify, and various other podcast platforms. Get the free Roku channel in your streaming store. Also, you can donate patreon.com slash Adrian Slade Show, $2 a month or whichever amount you wish. You can also check out the blog, adriansladeshow.com. We'll see you guys next time.